Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to this week's episode of Hollow Weekly. Hollow Can We Go? 53%. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what Hollow Can We Go is, this is where we started at 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. And now this time, this this season, <laughs> uh, Metacritic, because we wanted to just be able to have more options of, you know. Well, no, and movies. it's part of the story. It's interesting why Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes are, disagree so much all the time. Yeah. So 53%. Piranha 3D. <laughs> I can't believe those words. Just it was so we we pulled the group, and so we we have a little bit of explaining to do. Yep. Uh, we pulled the group, and what actually won was lost. There's a plot twist to this you don't even know yet. But go ahead. I don't even know. No, you don't even know. But go ahead. Keep oh, going. Lord. It'll be uh, so fun. Okay. So Lost Highway had won. I was very excited. I like David Lynch. I haven't watched. I've watched uh, Twin Peaks, Firewalk with Me, mm-hmm. Twin Peaks Returns, Firewalk with Me. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen like any other movies. I haven't seen Mulholland Drive or like Blue Velvet or right. anything like that. Blue right. Velvet, David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and like that. So I was really excited. Yes. And unless there's an update, unless this is part of the update, <laughs> which I don't know what it is. Uh, it's it. There's nowhere to stream it. You have to buy the physical media of it. George has it somewhere. So it's one of those rare movies that you have to stream. And this is I I own. I think I own this movie on physical media. And it's so ridiculous why I couldn't access it because we stuffed everything we that was media under the bed to deter our new cats from getting under the bed as a temporary solution. And I just can't get access to the pile. It's like Beowulf is protecting it. Dude. So I, or Grendel. So I can't we can't access it. So we were like the update. The plot twist is I fucked up. It, I misread it. Lost. I was actually 52 percent. We'd still do it. It was never 53. Oh. I pulled a 52 and a 53 against each other because I'm an idiot. No, that's smart because now we can, now we can <laughs> get the, the Blu-ray. So plot twist, it was all for nothing. But, right. but And Lost Highway is, is somehow, for, for, for probably Lynchian reasons, incredibly hard to find, uh, to, to watch. Well, I just want to add to your cats trying to get into things. So mm-hmm. my computer, for some reason, when I'm playing games, has been giving me the blue screen. So I was like, you know what? It's been a while since I've done a fresh install of Windows. But as soon as you open up your case, the cats are like, so that's a that's a jungle gym, right? Like I can just jump <laughs> oh, wow. in there and scratch everything. So that was that was very difficult. Um, okay. <laughs> I bet. Yes. Interesting thing about Piranha 3D is yes. so last time when we did Hello Can We Go, we were working our way down. We landed at 53%. We went with the Hills Have Eyes. Yes. Same director. Yes. Ale- how do you say Alexandra Aja. Aja. Yep. Uh, and we really liked the Hills Have Eyes. A lot. Very much. We didn't care for Crawl. No, we didn't, which is which is much later. But the thing is, there are really good things in Crawl. I, we just didn't care for what they did with the story. So, right. Um, but it doesn't matter. It's like two different universes because that's 12 years ago. Yes. Uh, so we do, But we do like this this director. Yes. This like, movie, I'm sorry. My point is 12-year difference with Hitchcock. Like 12 years could take you from like North by Northwest or Psycho to like Topaz. <laughs> right. So like it makes a difference. <laughs> People change. People change. Okay. Uh, Prana, okay. So Prana 3D. I just got to jump out there. Do it. And like this movie was very, very awesome. <laughs> like I, I, I just, can you imagine for anyone who's conversant with these two movies, can you imagine gearing up for Lost Highway and getting Piranha 3D. <laughs> like, just Piranha 3D alone, that's amazing. The 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 fact that you came into this fresh, like you have seen no, no Piranha movies. Never seen a Piranha Which I want to talk about. Um, 
is also your expectation. So you were expecting Lost Highway. Then you get this blind. You don't know what you're about to experience. And then you witness the glory that is Prada 3. I wish. I, I'm just kicking myself that I didn't see this in the theaters when it came out, Mayor. Like, I just would have had such a great time. Um, this know. movie is it's what's uh, what I like about it is it's ridiculous and it knows it's ridiculous. That's mm-hmm. that's the best. People like it. It felt like they had, and you mentioned this, and I and I couldn't stop thinking it when we watched it. Was like they looked like they had a lot of fun making the movie. Yes, and it feels like that. Yes. Like this movie is just fun through and through. See, you keep doing the it's just this or just that. Here's the thing, I I all that I agree with it. I here's the thing though, this movie's stranger than I expected it to be the first time, and now it's even more strange to me than I expected really? it to be on the second watch. And it's because it's got a little of the shiftiness where you can't, I can't quite nail it down. So, for example, you can say this about the movie, right? You can say it's a ridiculous movie. but And then I can say, but it has sets of the most interesting and kind of well thought out children in modern horror movies. You actually care about what's going on with the characters. You care about when they're in jeopardy. You understand their motivations. They're in- inherently interesting, like whatever. The, the dialogue with each other is in the know where the movie knows what it is or whatever. So it's super smart. So you, you sure, this is just a fun, ridiculous movie, except for over here, it's got these really interesting characters that are whatever. You can be like, okay, well, it's just a blockbuster, mainstream cash, you know, movie, whatever. But it's also was voted the bloodiest horror movie of the year that it came out. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's got bite in it, right? Like every time I think it's just one thing, it's just a dumb, stupid, whatever. It's actually super smart over here. And then when I think, well, maybe this movie's super smart. It like 3D throws up on me. <laughs> the 3D. <laughs> There's something better. So than then it. it's dumb. And I'm like, what is this movie? It's odd. Because... I love watching like 3D movies <laughs> like 10 years later. Because oh every because all like the 3D shots are so obvious. Like, like the vomit scene was great. <laughs> it was great. But anytime someone like reaches for something, it's like, whoa. <laughs> because <laughs> the hand the 3d in this movie actually is really good and and in most parts except you know obviously some of it's super corny on purpose but it it's also you could that's there was a lot of it and you could tell that there were times where they just went all in like they weren't they weren't screwing around they made the plot do that to have the 3d do that they right. were like you know screw it we're just gonna we're not gonna pretend we're not gonna give you some smart reason why this is happening whatever that but just what I'm saying that I'm remembering when we were watching it, we turned to each other. We were like, that is the smartest way to get that character onto that boat with those people. Remember how much you loved when the the girl who was judging the guy for working with the wild, wild guys all of a sudden gets invited on the boat. And he's like, no, 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 you don't want to come. And she's like, sure, I'll come on board. (laughs) It was the best way to get those characters in a situation on a boat out in like Orca Jaws land to get that character there was so smart. Speaking of Jaws, um, I love that it took a page right out of the Jaws playbook. Mm-hmm. And every single time the camera was underwater, <laughs> you like you started, like I started to tense up a little bit because not because it was scary, but I really? knew that like there was a. I mean, it's kind of scary in the massacre scene. But what the, what's, what I liked about it, though is is the you voted 
bloodiest mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. But the the gore and the effects are really well done. Talk so, about this because you love effects and you love creatures, and this has both. I was, dude. I've been thinking about creature features lately, and mm-hmm. I, I I think does piranha can count as a? Oh a, yes. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know. Like, cause, did you see the design? Yeah, they are, they're, they're from like the center of the <laughs> earth. <laughs> so it's definitely okay. I didn't know where yeah, we no, were exactly, and they they look amazing. They looked cool. It was what's funny is when we were watching it. It, you finally get like the reveal of what the piranhas look like via Christopher Lloyd's fish tank. Oh, he's great! I love the fact <laughs> that he's in this movie, and Adam Scott, and uh, was it Richard Dreyfus, uh, right? Like the my cast. god. Um, but w- you, you see the fish, and then I was like, "What is it?" Like I know I've seen a piranha, but like I've never. So I was like, "What the fuck's a piranha like even look like?" You just Google generic piranha, and it looked almost. Yeah, it looked almost like. <laughs> I was like, "Shit, these things are frightening. <laughs> these things are terrifying. These things, these things suck. <laughs> I don't like them at all." Um, but with with the gore and the cool creature yes. designs and, and 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 the gore, it made every shot underwater like have so much weight because mm-hmm. it wasn't just like you know. <sighs> So I guess sometimes I was expecting like a cheap jump scare or like a fake out, sure, but like, sure. but like, well, but like the possibility, right. But the possibility also is those could be the piranhas going to gnaw someone's leg right. off. So I was always like, I never had like a relaxing moment <laughs> right. underwater. Right. And it just, I don't know. I just think taking that, you know, that page out of the jaws playbook, like it's worked in the seventies. It worked in 2010. <laughs> probably still works, you know, today, <laughs> you know, I just like it a lot. You, I wanted to talk about you actually, you said something really interesting while we were watching it about the color. And then it was almost like I could tell as soon as you said it, it's like my eye is relieved that it's not the modern movie color palette, that this movie is so vivid and in color. It was like a fucking vacation. Yeah, dude, there was a, an article on Twitter and I was telling you about it, but I don't remember. It was, it was like, I think it was called like, where's the color gone in films? And like, it showed like Zack Snyder's like justice league and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. But like watching this, it almost felt like, it's so bright and fun and great. Like it almost feels like uh, amateurish, but like it's, but but it's not, but it's not. No, I know, but I it know just, exactly what you're saying. But you see what like all the movies are doing now today that nobody like has a movie like that brightly colored. Like right. you're kind of like, what is this? Right, like, right. But I love it. I wish there was a thousand more movies like right, it. Right. That's the, that's the weird thing. Cause first of all, you, you don't see that a lot in movies. You definitely don't see it in horror no. <laughs> very often, right? So the fact that it's here is it's kind of like when you're having the discussion about, you know, who's the greatest type of musician or whatever, and everyone's like Rolling Stones, you know, Paint It Black, you know, Jimi Hendrix, whatever, and someone's like Beach Boys. <laughs> right. <laughs> like the, the crazy genius, this is the Beach Boys <laughs> like movie came in. It was just like bright, That's a great way to put it. Like, because you're always like, why are the Beach Boys there? <laughs> like it's like there's always rock bands. You're like, ba ba ba. Like what? I mean they got their own kind of dark. And this movie has its own kind of dark because the massacre scene is dark AF. It's not like it, this it's not messing around that massacre scene the setup is of a that tidal wave of mayhem that the setup for that too mm-hmm. everyone just <laughs> the more of the anytime like like a crowd of people started gathering next to the water i'm like oh my god <laughs> right. oh no and he, the setup towards the big massacre yep is is great i i love yep. the cops in the movie too was it i always forget his name right veen rames oh no so, okay and i was i'm glad you brought this up because it's amazing to me how little Ving Rhames it takes to absolutely save a movie. I'm not sure this movie works the way it works without him. Even though he's there for like seven minutes, he clearly had a two day shoot, but He's amazing. Every you just day. you feel he grounds everything, yeah. right? Like it's incredible. No, I really, I, um, I really d- uh, dig his part. Yeah, it wasn't long, but he went out real. 
like badass. He did go out badass at the at the most badass moment of the thing. Because that was the other thing is in Jaws, you know, in Piranha 3D, you get what was implied in Jaws. One of the best moments in Jaws is when Richard Dreyfus is watching all the idiots go out into the water with their steaks and dead cows and like whatever to throw in the water to hunt the shark. And he's like, ah, you're all going to die <laughs> like under, <laughs> under his breath. Right. But the, you're all going to die. You want to see it. And you don't get to see that in Jaws. You see like a, a few people versus nature kind of, kind of Moby Dick situation, right? In Toronto 3D, you see what that would look like. The you're all going to die. And it happens. It is such a Here. fun scene, yep. too. Like, I think at one point in time, you, you compare it to, like, Saving Private Ryan. It was like it, Saving it, Private it, Ryan. But it is. A, like, it's not aquatic wrong. Aquatic horror movies. <laughs> the gore is so effective. Like, I love... It makes me cringe every time, but like when someone like would pull their leg up, and it's just like bones, like and you would know, and you were looking forward to how they were gonna fake you out because it was never what you expected. Yeah, they would pull them out of the water, and you're like, oh, they're gonna be missing their legs, and they weren't missing their legs, but then they would they would turn sideways, and the back half of them was gone. Or something. Like, was Even like, just the little chunky, fleshy bits, like it just looked, it looked like it looked like it was deep, yep. it looked like it was painful, just, yeah, painful, looked, yeah. and like you got you know water, you know. Ugh. And the fish never looked satisfied. They just always looked hungry. And amazing. like the skulls, like uh, mm -hmm. when, when like they were just nibbling the flesh <laughs> off. Like yeah. my favorite is all the three D eyeballs that were, <laughs> <laughs> that were that were flying out. Incredible. There were two things, uh, two like gory moments mm -hmm. that stood out. I just, first of all, I'm just so mad I didn't watch this when it came out. Like that scene. <laughs> like I wish I could time travel and be like, you idiot. Like right? go see it. Uh, but the two that stood out to me <laughs> was. There's there's a part where they're like carrying a girl one like two dudes are carrying a girl in the water one by like her arms and one by her legs and then the middle of her hat she just disconnects and she and, and he's like walking off with her legs and she just her face just kind of like loses life that's the it I, was so Tucker versus Dale versus Evil it, I mean all all the gore in there and it's it it sounds like you know I I feel like I'm doing a disservice it's not just like a gash here a gash there like every person has like a story of violence on their body. <laughs> Like it's just, they, it's like they all spent uh, uh, twenty four hours with Pinhead. Yeah, it lo right? they look awful. Um, and then the <laughs> second one was uh, the the lead up to this. I mean, this is the part like that really tells me they probably had a lot of fun making this movie. But when the woman's hair is stuck in the <laughs> propeller and he's trying to get it started, and then it just completely like her. I think it's like her face degloves or something. Yeah, like it's, it's it's just awful. It, but it looks it looks good. There are a few <laughs> there are a few like CGI dead body stuff that you can, that is it's pretty obvious. There's a few disasters. There's a few. One, there's one that's intentional. That's the Richard Dreyfus opening, which, yeah. is, which is amazing, standalone little. But even but even then, it's still. Um, because the movie is so much fun, it mm -hmm. does it doesn't take anything away from it. Right. I, I thought right. I didn't think it took anything. No, away. no. Well, the thing is, I mean, it has to take away a little by definition, or else no one has to try to make movies. I would right? then I, I would do right. like zero point one percent. Right. But the thing is, there are movies where you notice that more than not. Right. What? Who? I don't know. That's probably not fair, but it's life. Right. So right. Like, if you're making a very slow movie, if you're trying to make the Green Knight. The, the the big reveal that you waited two hours of watching someone walk down a path for better be <laughs> interesting or whatever, right? You're going to notice if it's off. But in this movie, if 
one effect is a little corny looking, but I mean, that's the tone of the whole movie. <laughs> You're gonna I just, I just, this, You're not was, gonna notice this was one of those movies where I, it didn't, it felt, it was like when you watch, um, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, three-hour movie. It doesn't feel like three hours. Right. This felt like 25 minutes. I know minutes. you like, turned to me and you were like, I, I love that feeling. When you turned to me, you were like, wait, we're, there's only 10 minutes left. That You know you're watching a good movie when you thought there was 30 minutes left and there's only Everything 10. flows together. Like, there's a lot of, you know, the problem with a lot of the horror movies that we watch is characters do stupid things. Mm-hmm. But, they're, <laughs> but they're usually in films where they're taking themselves very seriously. Yes. I don't feel like there was, was there any story things that you bumped on in this? Like, yeah, there might be. I mean, the thing is, I, it's not in that, in that way. I, I'm a little suspicious of some of the things that are going on in this movie, but I, I the thing is I, my bet was I, I watched this movie and really enjoyed it uh, when it came out. Haven't watched it or really thought of it since. And I, I, I don't remind me because I want to talk about this franchise before we close out because there's something interesting there. But the, it's just I don't know. I, I feel like on the second watch, it's it doesn't matter. It's a glorious movie. I don't, I, I don't want to do disservice to it. I want to talk about this weirdo franchise like before I forget, because Joe Dante does this masterpiece of a of Piranha that starts this whole thing off in the late 70s. Right. And the story behind this is amazing because that movie should have been squashed and because it was a straight-up Jaws ripoff. And it was being marketed as a straight-up Jaws ripoff. And Steven Spielberg saved it. Steven Spielberg, what? Steven Spielberg watched Piranha. And they, the, they were shutting down Jaws ripoffs left and right, like, you know, issuing cease and desist orders left and right. He watched it. He was like, and the studio was like, we're going to close this thing down. This is a straight-up ripoff of, of our, you know, IP. And uh, he was like, "No, this movie's great. You got to let this one go." He's like, "You have," and he had so much clout Whoa. that they did it. <laughs> like he, the Piranha only exists, and Joe Dante's career possibly only exists because Steven Spielberg saved it because of Piranha, right? It's not he didn't save it because he loved Joe Dante or they were neighbors or whatever. He loved the original movie, so that's what that movie is, right? It's a cheesy, corny, great, amazing, wow, like horror offbeat, you know, classic. So. You've got that movie. Then you have Prada too. (laughs) Then you have this. This franchise is so strange. This might be the undercover strangest franchise in horror. Just because there's not a lot of entries where you've gotten to the point where you just don't care. There's no, it's not like Amityville, right? There's still a few enough of them where it's sort of interesting, but whatever. But then it's also what we're talking about Piranha. Why are we even talking? Why are we taking this seriously? It's fucking Piranha. It's like Leprechaun, but it's not. It's weird. I love this franchise now. Would that then mean that James Cameron's career got started because of Steven Spielberg? I, possibly. <laughs> I mean, if if Prince was what got him started, I don't know that early back in James Cameron's career. But if that's, I think it was one of the first things. I could be wrong, then, but I remember. Then, Steve, then Piranha might, be, might have just unleashed all of so like Piranha, mega Hollywood. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. <laughs> On the world, Prada Prada is the reason we got an Avatar land. <laughs> like that's crazy. It's like that lake that unleashed him in the first place. Like it connected with somewhere mysterious in there. Everything got. It's amazing. What do you think of the Eli Roth death scene? Of, I mean, come on. This is another thing we got to talk about this for a second because this, this I I would have never thought about this in a million years if I hadn't rewatched this movie. Girls Gone Wild 
I mean, remember that was a thing? I can't. <laughs> and has a thing ever disappeared so completely so fast that, you know, I think there was serious money behind that at some point and some clout. And now, I mean, there's never a thought of what that even was. But it's parodied in this movie as like the wild, wild girls, right? Um, you and couldn't I- watch Comedy Central at night without hearing <laughs> tropical music like, these girls are crazy. <laughs> 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 and it, I mean, it's so strange to see, I mean that it dated so hard. The the technology, the computer technology in the original Jurassic Park has dated less than that part oh, yeah, of Piranha Three, which is which is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy what a flip phone will do for you too. <laughs> and like the Canon XLR ones, they they got like those HD DV <laughs> looking cameras. <laughs> totally. And honestly, the the set pieces are pretty glorious. The the stranded boat with the glass bottom and all the mayhem that goes there. The kids, when they're on the, the little island and you their, see their boat. With their little boat. He's like, I got my knots mixed up. <laughs> Which comes into play later because they need to tie a key knot rapidly at a certain like point. I, all of that is is incredible. I, I That's the thing is. So what else do we got to talk about before we rate this? Because I, I If you were a fool like me and you haven't seen it, just... Watch it like it's. I mean, it's one of the it's best fun. It's whatever. Week. It's it, the thing is, I remember being excited going into rewatching it, thinking to myself, "This movie is going to be fun." In the way that everyone was trying to pretend to be malignant was fun, right? right? Yeah. But but isn't right? Yeah. Like if you're gonna be fun, then be fun, right? And that's that's. That's what the the fun movies now don't do, and the, I, I mean, anyone who listens to the podcast knows I love dark movies, right? So it's not that. I, but when you're gonna do a certain kind of thing, you gotta commit to the thing. And if you're gonna be a fun, you know, movie, be Tucker versus Dale. Don't be malignant. Like it's not fun. It's not very. <laughs> it, fun. The thing is, the, that it shows you the power of the set piece scene. Right, the set. The, I think that's one of the most interesting things about this movie to me was Piranha Three is lesser to me without the massacre scene. That's such a great memory to me, and like of the original watching it, not thinking they were going to go that far, and then them going that far, or whatever. So those set piece scenes are are interesting. Malignant had that in the spoiler Gabriel going <laughs> nuts in the police station, you know, uh, a moment, right? So the, the set piece scenes can sometimes save your the whole movie. I mean, think of the the Exorcist three jump scare, right? I mean, that movie. What was the set piece for um, mm-hmm. Malignant? The the Gabriel goes nuts in the police station scene. Remember the chair, the chair, yeah. <laughs> the chair flinging. Exactly. So, uh, which I mean, honestly, was a just a great scene. It was an insane scene, but the, in that case, it didn't save enough. Anyway, I think the movie's you great. Would, so, this was fifty three percent. Yes, on Metacritic. On Metacritic. So we use Metacritic. What do you think? Where would you Where would you rate it on Rotten Tomatoes? I actually have the Tomatoes score here, and the critic and audience score is very interesting for this movie. Yes, there's interesting stories behind this. I think Rotten Tomatoes had it higher. I'm gonna say that it was like. No, it can't be 70. 69%. You should have went with your gut. What? Ron Tomatoes has it at 74. Whoa, wow. Guess what the audience has it as? Oh, on Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope for 80. I'm going to be honest. 43. Oh, my God. Damn so it. they have it 10 less. So we went with the Metacritic 53. Wow, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. That for a movie like this. Yeah. 
that the audience score would have had 40, it the other way. Yeah, I would have had it. And the critic, so the critics were on board with Prada 3D. Dude, and it is certified. Was not. What is what is happening? Are we in a simulation? I don't know. Like we gotta we gotta figure out what this means. Like where does this where does what? Metacritic fit in with this? Because like, usually, all, right, all, all the way up to now, it's been the other way. Metacritic has been the 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 more generous one, right? So like it would it would be. So I don't know. I don't. I mean, would it, why would this? I. It's probably the operation of the sites, and I don't even want to give them enough credits or whatever. It's it's just to benchmark. It's about the movies, but. Yeah, I, in terms of where now I think it should be, my mind is blown. Like to give it a rating because they already have it at seventy-ish over on Rotten Tomatoes. So now I got to give two freaking ratings. What is that? What we got to do here? So like, I on Metacritic it should be. Here's what I'm gonna do. Metacritic it should be seventy. On Rotten Tomatoes it should be ninety-six. Ninety-six. <laughs> I mean, well, you said it's seventy-four now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, but, I'm I, kidding. I'm kidding. but I think they got it pretty right. <laughs> I honestly, because before, okay, I'll be honest, yes. I'll, I'll be completely honest. Yes. Before I looked it up, my gut was about 70 to 75. So I'll, okay. probably, I'll just probably give it 75. So you were rated it where it actually is on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. That's but what, Metacritic, well, I don't know. That's the thing is <laughs> I'm still, try, I'm still trying to figure out how I think Metacritic. we got to stick with the score of where we got it, right? And this is, we'll tell this story once, but I think it's going to throw us off if we keep doing that because it's a dangerous path to go down. Right, because the it's we like, got to pick the rating that matters. If I didn't know any of this and I was dealing it with it as a fifty-three, I would have done what you did. I would have said seventy-five. Well, there we go. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> right, that's and that nice. Right, knowing nothing else, that's what we would have done. So you're I right. Seventy-five. It's like scratching a lottery ticket. You're lose, <laughs> like, Can I get a refund? I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Now, the other interesting story to tell as we wrap up is. The lower we go in the series, the more pain we're supposed to experience. But I'm experiencing pleasure. <laughs> what are you experiencing? Um, some sick waves. <laughs> <laughs> Spring break. Uh, right? It's so weird you say uh, pleasure. Yeah. Because I was just listening to Seal's Kiss from Rose. My power, my pleasure, oh, my pain. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> it turns out the Batman Forever soundtrack is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I remember not, that too. Not the, not the official soundtrack, like the right. scores. Right. Like I went through those of the scores. Very great. Um, I, So far, I've not... I think the worst movie we've watched so far was that one with Florence Pugh. Malevolent. Malevolent. I can't believe you remember the title of that movie, dude. I could. I was searching so hard, and I could not find it. To me, that's been the most uh, disappointing. Right. Disappointing. Right. It wasn't bad. It was just. It was just boring. No, no, I'm with you. It's. It's definitely of all the ones we've done so far. It's the one I had the least fun with. Yeah, Chud. I mean, Chud is still Chud's a blast. High up there. Um, God, what. Did, did we have we done a seventies? I feel like we did a seventies movie. Yeah, we're gonna try to avoid that because you hate seventies vision more. And I more. do. I'm sorry. I just and sometimes to me it just looks. We're just so funny because once upon a time in Hollywood is like your favorite. Uh, all right, so well, uh, hold on. Let me let me let me pull up this here. So we did we did um, Night of the Living Dead. I really enjoyed that, which is amazing. Uh, with them malevolent. Chud is still probably one of my mm-hmm. favorites. Taste the Blood of Dracula is I interesting. That episode. Just did numbers. I don't know what it was. It is yeah, it was a popular. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know, it was I interesting. Mean, yeah. Thank you, Chris. Um, and then we started with uh, we revisited Exorcist three. So I would say so far, adding Prana three D to this list. This is 
this is great. I just I here's the thing though. The thing is, every journey has its way. This is, every journey has way stations, but it also has a vibes. It has a feel. The the general course of the journey, right? You could tell halfway through, you know, a movie with the flow of the, this is gonna be. This movie, this this journey so far. Has just been pretty good, <laughs> right? The last time was rocky or was up and down, and it felt like this how this was one was gonna go, but this one is. I've now thinking back, I love Taste of Blue Dragon, I love Judd, I love this. I, I mean, I'm just having a good time with the series. It's not supposed to be this way. Right? We no. started at the unfresh mark and headed backwards, <laughs> and that means that increasingly our series is starting to prove, at least for us, that critics are generally full of shit, right? Yeah. So I, I like the I like where this is headed. I like that we Suck haven't it, critics. And now that I've said all that in typical horror fashion, we are going to hit a wall next week. Whatever, whatever choice is, I will. Be a disaster. I, I, that's what I'll say though. <laughs> At some point in time, the drama, <laughs> you know, there's going to be that that string of like two yeah. or three films where yeah. we're just kind of like, uh, maybe we should skip one. <laughs> right. Well, and there's some suspense here because 52 percent we already know now probably, which is Lost Highway. And and your experience with that is going to be interesting to me because you haven't you like Lynch and you've read some of his book and you like whatever but you had his so, coffee so you're right but you're not right so you're not going to get taken by surprise but whatever but that's not true <laughs> but, but well no I mean it's you're not going in blind to Lynch right right but but, but because that might that's that's got to be I don't know who does that anymore but that's got to be shocking but the. The thing is that what nobody really remembers anymore about Lost Highway that that and I'll tell you now just to tease for the next week's episode. This movie was supposed to be his hit. This is the movie he this is his mainstream movie. Oh wow. He made this movie thinking, I think. I don't want to speak for it, but like there's a possibility that he made this movie thinking that this was his um most mainstream effort and it is so not that <laughs> so there's a there's a great little movie called frank with the musician michael fassbender he wears a head he right. runs around like whatever, right um in that movie there's this great moment it's one of the best moments of the movie where he goes i just wrote the most accessible or mainstream song of the world let me play it for you and it's the most awful 40 seconds of <laughs> Like nonsense you've ever heard in your life, and he's like, "Ta-da!" He's like, and Maggie Gyllenhaal looks at me like, "They're gonna love it," <laughs> but it's they're not. It's terrible, right? That's what happened with this movie. This movie was supposed to be his mainstream cut, wow, and it is not. <laughs> so that's what you're going into, and it's going to be interesting to see what your reaction to that is because it's it's got more. It's a big cast for him, right? And the music is. The soundtrack is way more bigger, more recognizable names than he had worked with up to now. Now he works with no, whoever. Whoever he wants. Anyway, anyway it's going to be fun. So it, I, I, it's going to be interesting. It could be a, the blow up for you. We'll see. And then 51% is danger territory. Ah, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm getting shaky. I'm getting shaky. I don't the know. group will save us. Uh, yeah, the group, the group, the group will, will do good. If you're not in the group, Facebook group, Hollow Weekly find us it's really easy and until next time stay scary watch a bunch of horror movies we'll see you at 52 percent don't get lost (laughs) on that highway that's where we're going see you down the road okay bye-bye